Welcome to Radiant Church Podcast. We want Jesus to be the message in everything we do. We are those who look to Him. All right, stay up, stay up, stay up. Let's uh, give the biggest welcome to Jesus today. All right, all right. Amen. Uh, stay standing for the reading of God's Word. I want to read a verse to you to, to close out this series. Uh, and uh, it comes out of Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into, into what? A new person. Everybody say new. By changing, what does he need to change? Change the way you think. Then you will learn to know what God's will is for you, which is good. Everybody say good. We just sang that over and over again. We have a good God. He has a good will for our life. It is not a bad will. It is not an evil will. It is, it is not a will that you wouldn't choose. His will is good because he is a good God and pleasing and perfect will. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. You may be seated. What a, what a huge privilege and honor for me to be here at Radiant Church because of years of conversations with David and Renata saying, you guys are perfect to plant a church. You are great leaders, great pastors. I see the call of God on your life. I see the potential that is in you. And so it is just thrilling for me to actually stand here with all of you uh, because I love this couple so much. I love your pastors so much. And whenever you really love somebody, if you really love me, you kind of need it automatically. It'll just happen that you'll love Ashlyn. She's my daughter. And and when you have relationship with people and you truly love them, you love who they love. And even though you've never seen me before, never heard of the name Lane Shrans, you have no idea who I am, uh, I love you because I love them and they love you. And they just talk about you all the time. Every, every late night sitting on the couch in Birmingham, Alabama, or a text message or a phone call, uh, we stay in touch all the time. And it's always about you guys and how much God is doing through you and, and how thrilled and excited they are to be uh, a part of Radiant Church, so congratulations on 24 weeks of this miracle. Uh, you might not know this, because I know some of you are here for the first time, so 24 weeks ago, this church was planted uh, through an organization called The Ark, the Association of Related Churches. Church of the Highlands, uh, my senior pastor, Chris Hodges, uh, we uh, were the first church plant 16 years ago, so we were kind of an experiment of this new way of planting churches because it really wasn't working too good. Uh, the national average uh, of church plant failures uh, pre-2001 was 93% uh, would fail. And, uh, and so the Association of Related Churches through Pastor Chris and other pastors uh, was an attempt to try to do it a better way, a more effective way, because the church doesn't need to fail. The church needs to succeed in Jesus' name. And so the ark was created and the ark was formed and it actually started to work. So Church of the Highlands and the ark began to plant other churches. And so 24 weeks ago today, uh, you guys were church plant number 600 actually. Uh, that we've planted in 16 years, and so what a great investment it has been for us. But here's what's really exciting, is as an ark church, you guys are already giving back into the ark to plant more ark churches, and so today, whether you know it or not, your generosity here at Radiant Church is planting six brand new churches today. I mean, yeah, wow, how awesome is that? You're a 24-week-old little baby, tiny little church church, 
And you're already planting other churches, making a difference that you won't see until you get to heaven. Give yourselves a hand for what God is doing through Radiant Church. Yes, it's amazing. And so uh, uh, if you want to track that, arcchurches.com uh, or on Instagram, you'll see uh, those planters. You'll see their faces and the cities they're in. And so it's a joy. So on behalf of my pastor, Chris Hodges, on behalf of the Ark. Congratulations, Radiant Church. You are a miracle. Uh, you are obviously not failing. You are succeeding. And the ARC success rate, believe it or not, is actually exact opposite. The ARC success rate is 93%. So it's only 7% of ARC churches aren't making it. 93% are making it. And I've been around for these 600 and something plants. And I can tell you, you guys are on the leading edge. I mean, this is a miracle. I mean, just the amount of people that are already here, the amount of life change that's already happening, the small groups that have, have just begun. I mean, you guys are even setting an example for other church plants that will already learn from you. So way to go, uh, Radiant Church. Way to, way to lead, way to be influencers, way to make a difference. It's, it's fantastic. If you're here for the first time, that's all like interesting news. We'd love to have you a part of this, this family, I mean, uh, and, and join us on this journey of not just making a difference in Kansas City, but actually all over the world. As we're closing this relationship series, I do want to um, uh, talk about really kind of a key component of all of our relationships, and that component is influence. It, it doesn't matter where, where you are in life, what stage of life you're in, what age you are, doesn't matter what you do for a living. Uh, you have influence. All of us have influence. Uh, at different times, many of us, probably most of us, have lost some influence because of something we've done or said, and, and, and our influence uh, decreased a little bit. And, but really, for all of us, we have it. And some of you, unfortunately, don't think you have any influence, and I'm here to tell you, you do. God created and designed you to be an influencer. And you're like, well, no, I don't have a stage. I don't have a microphone. I'm not a leader. No, you still have influence. Everywhere you go, all the people you're in relationship with, that is, that is a sphere of influence that God has given you. And, and the world has a way of looking at influence. And the world has a way of gaining influence. But God has a way of gaining influence. And so there's a natural influence. And then there is a supernatural influence. And I want to uh, differentiate the two, and I want us to focus on supernatural influence today. Some great influencers in my life, uh, and for some of you it would be the same, would be my parents. And, it, and it's not because they had a stage or a microphone. They actually uh, are unknown uh, people, Patty and Randy Schranz, uh, but they were great influencers far beyond uh, just people living a normal life. Uh, when I was two years old, my dad bought a tow truck and started a towing and recovery business in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And so he started this business. My mom had to stay home and answer the phone and uh, raise me and my sister. And, and that business grew as we grew. But I also saw my parents' influence grow. Even as a young child, I would come down in the morning, get up out of bed and come down uh, stairs in the morning. And it would be actually kind of normal for there to be a stranger sleeping on the couch uh, when I would come downstairs. And it was because my dad had gone, gone out on a call to rescue somebody that had broken down on the highway. And rather than them having to get a, a hotel at four in the morning, he'd just bring them over to the house and, and my mom would cook breakfast. And, and I didn't know that was weird. Like, I didn't, I didn't know it was weird for a complete stranger to be sleeping on your couch when you get up in the morning. But my parents cared about people. And as the business grew, their influence grew. So here they were running a little family towing business, yet had tremendous influence not because of a stage or a microphone, but because of a care for people. 
and they even put it on our trucks. It said, we care on the fender of the trucks. And, it, and the company was built on that rep reputation of caring. And I, I just thought it was normal. I didn't know that it was weird. And, and uh, it was so cool to have that example in my life. I was probably maybe 10 years old. My sister would have been seven or eight. We're two and a half years apart. And my parents had built a friendship with another family that had a towing business in the Midwest. And so as people do in similar industries, you start to connect with other people that do what you do and love what you love. And, and they, uh, they fell on hard times in the Midwest. The economy went bad. They were going bankrupt. They were going to lose their trucks. And they had five children. And so my parents literally risked everything we had as a business and ended up buying their trucks, so getting them out of bankruptcy and then moving their family to Colorado Springs and not only doing that, but they just opened our home up. And so uh, me and my sister, thinking it was normal, a family of seven, five children, moved into our three-bedroom, 1,800-square-foot house. And that's like, looking back on it now, I'm thinking, my mom and dad were insane. Like, that, like who does that? Why would you do that? Why would you, why would you risk your business to save a failing business? And why would you open up our tiny little house for five kids to move in with me and my sister, like, like then it made perfect sense to me because that's what we did. But now, being older, 45 years old, I've had a lot of people hurt me and disappoint me and, and steal from me and betray me. And all, I'm like, that's crazy. My parents were crazy, but they were tremendous influencers. Unfortunately, as some relationships do go south many years later that family they only live with us for a few months but I say only that's a long time for seven people to live in your house but uh, uh, several years later after being a part of our business uh, they betrayed my parents took as many of our customers as they could and they started their own competing business in our city and uh, I watched my parents deal with that pain and that that betrayal, and I, I, by that point, I was, I was in my mid-teenage years, uh, old enough to know how horrible it was, old enough to know how painful it was, and to watch them go through that, and as most of us would handle that type of situation, we would then say, okay, you know what, I'm not going to try to take care of people anymore. It didn't work out too well for us, and so we, 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 we then begin to build walls around our relationships. We build walls around ourselves to protect us from more hurt, more betrayal, more disappointment. And, and what happens is as those walls go up, our influence goes down. And the devil wins. The enemy of our soul starts to win the battle of influence by helping us protect ourselves and therefore limiting our influence. So we posture ourselves where, oh, you know what, when it comes to relationships, I've got to protect. When it comes to relationships, I've got to benefit. If there's not something for me, I'm not, I'm not going to enter into this. I'm not going to lower my wall toward this person. I've got to control this relationship. And, and really, last but not least, I've got to make sure I win. I'm going to be on the winning end. Nobody's going to hurt me again. Nobody's going to steal from me again. Nobody's going to lie to me or cheat on me again. I'm just not going to let it happen. And as we take that posture, we basically erase any future influence that we might have. Those are people problems. That's a part of life. All of us have people problems. Some of our problems are sitting next to us. Don't, don't, don't bump them. Like, like, how many of you have people problems? Anybody have people problems? Okay, those of you that didn't lift your hand, you might be the people problem. Of, like, like, I mean, it's just like, it's just like it's, if you're breathing air, you've got some people problems. 
If you don't have them now, you've had them in the past, and if you don't have them now, you'll probably have them in the future. Even Jesus had people problems. Jesus, the Son of the living God, comes to earth, walks this earth, lives on earth for 33 years, and he had to deal with people. And so we'll just take a look at one of those people who created a lot of problems for Jesus. He's actually kind of famous because he's known as an apostle. His name is Peter. He was a fisherman. He was one of the 12 disciples. He was one of the three disciples that Jesus spent the most time with. And yet Peter had some problems, created some problems for Jesus. And so if we look at Peter's life, we'll see some common trends that happen in our own lives and common trends that happen in our own relationships. First of all, people will disappoint us. That's just going to happen. It's a guarantee. It's going to happen. People will disappoint you. It might be your spouse. It might be your, your children. It might be a best friend, a family member, uh, someone at work. But they're going to disappoint us. Even Peter disappointed Jesus. As we read the story of Peter walking on water, well, that's not very disappointing. He was the one that had the faith to jump out of the boat. That's awesome. Peter's awesome. Yeah, but then he, then he took his eyes off Jesus, and he sank, and Jesus had to pull him up. And Jesus' response to that disappointment was, why did you doubt me? Why did you doubt me? The next thing that happens is people make mistakes, right? Everybody makes mistakes. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. All of us make mistakes. If you've never made a mistake, now we know what your mistake is. <laughs> you think you're perfect. <laughs> mistake number one. All right. So, I mean, that's just a, a, a way of life, right? It's just what happens. Peter messed up so bad one time. This is kind of funny, but it's true. Peter messed up so bad that Jesus called him the devil. We read about it in Matthew 16, 23. He said, get behind me, Satan. Okay, so uh, David's younger brother, Dan, is, is on, the, on, on the team here helping us lead the church. And, and Dan, you know you messed up if, if Pastor David ever says, get behind me, Satan. Like if, 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 if your pastor calls you the devil, you, you, you messed up. But how much more did you mess up when Jesus calls you Satan. I mean, Peter messed up. He made, made mistakes just like we all do. Uh, next, people are selfish, right? I mean, that's just, that's just a part of life. It's just, I, I have the spiritual gift of selfishness. I'm, I, if I stayed here for next month and I go to step three of next steps and we take the, this little profile, we help us you know, discover what our gifts are, Lane would, would score high on selfish. I don't think that's one of them, but I would. It's just natural for me to be selfish. It might be the same uh, for you. In Jesus, like in, in, in really one of his most critical moments when he needed his guys, his disciples, his best friends the most, they were selfish. Peter was included in that. They had had the Last Supper. They had spent this very intimate, wonderful time together, and then they went to the garden to pray. Jesus asked these guys to pray with him. And then he says in Mark 14, 37, Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? So Peter's selfishness damaged the relationship that he had with Jesus. Jesus so needed him and so needed his guys that they, yet they were still selfish. Now, one more thing could happen. I would say those three things will always happen in relationships. Those are just kind of givens. But one thing doesn't happen in every relationship, and I hope it doesn't happen to you. It probably has at some point. And it's possible it will, and that is people will betray, or they could betray you. And that's what my, my parents experienced. That's what I watched them experience. And, and uh, what I'm thankful for is that as, as they were betrayed, they could have put all those walls up. 
But I continue to watch my mom and dad continue to reach out to people, continue to influence people, continue to love people, even though they probably should have put a bunch of walls up. And Jesus uh, was the same way. Peter is known for the betrayals, right? He betrayed Jesus three times. We read one of them, Mark 14, 71. He began to call down curses, and he swore to them when they were asking Peter if he knew Jesus. I don't know this man that you're talking about. So Peter gets blamed for the betrayer, right? He is the betrayer. Judas was the betrayer. Like, like he, he sold out Jesus and pointed him out and had him arrested. And so Jesus is betrayed not only by Judas but also Peter. But actually the scriptures tell us that all the disciples fled. So it wasn't just Peter and Judas that betrayed Jesus. It was all of his disciples. He wasn't betrayed by one person. He was betrayed by everyone that was close to him. Jesus had serious people problems but Jesus handled it differently than than we do in the in the natural our natural way is to build those walls and Jesus didn't do any of that and so I want to look at Jesus as our example as to how we can have supernatural influence just like he had and so we must understand that if we allow the pain and the problems of past relationships to affect our current and future relationships we will limit our influence so we cannot let the pain of the past affect us currently and moving forward. Jesus could have just written them off. All right, I don't need those guys anymore, but he didn't do that. He, he handled it differently. Before all that took place, Jesus knew that Peter would betray him. He knew that Peter would be selfish. He knew that Peter would make mistakes. I mean, he, he knew all of Peter's issues, previous and future, and yet Jesus believed differently about Peter. And I would say he believes differently about each one of us, about you and your future and what he has planned for you. And so he spoke this into Peter and he says, now I say to you, this is Matthew 16, 18, that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, upon you, Peter, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. This is the same Peter that was going to betray him, that was going to sink in the water, that was going to be self, like same guy, and Jesus still said, in the midst of all your problems, I'm still going to use you for great things. See, Jesus has supernatural influence. Supernatural influence is believing the best even after the worst. It's not easy to do, but that's supernatural influence. And our influence, your influence, my influence, is not determined by your ability to succeed but by your ability to help others succeed. That's where influence is determined. See, Jesus was Jesus. Of course he was successful. But we wouldn't have a church today if Peter didn't become successful. So he was speaking to Peter, I'm going to build this church on you, the fisherman, the guy that messes up, the guy that I'm going to call the devil at one point. Because... Jesus needs us for the church to expand on planet earth, for people's lives to be changed. He needs people to be in that process. So Jesus' success wasn't his own. It was how successful could he make the disciples. That's true influence. That's supernatural influence. So how do we do that? With the people in our lives, the relationships around us, how do we have supernatural influence? Number one, focus on the person. They are a human being. They're a son or a daughter of the living God. No matter how much they frustrate you, no matter, no, no matter how 
many times they rub you the wrong way, no matter how much they irritate you, that is still a son or a daughter of the living God. They are a person. Thank God for people in my life that didn't treat me like a project, but they treated me like a person, that focused on me as a person. Philippians 2, 3 through 4. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but look out for the interest in others too. Take an interest in them as well. And so, so many times, people in our lives can just become a project, especially in church world. We're leading a small group. Oh, I've got to fix so-and-so. Like, I've got to help, help this person. This is a project for me. No, no, no. They're people. We're going to focus on people. They, they are a gift from God, and we've got to focus on that. When we discover the best in others, God will discover the best in us. He'll bring out the best in us. But it's going to take us focusing on them for the best to come out of us. The second thing we have to do is we've got to focus on the positive. Yeah, but Lane, you don't know my brother-in-law, or you don't know my co-workers. You don't, you don't, like there is no positive it's not there. How can I focus on something that's not there? I understand with some people, it's hard to see it. It's hard to find it. It's like, it's like really? And we got to dig deeper and we got to keep digging. I still haven't found anything yet. Yes, it's there. There is positive inside of every single person. Ephesians 4.32 says, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted. Here's the key if you're going to focus on the positive. Forgiving one another. Just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So at some point, there might be somebody looking at you not being able to see the positive, and, and we're all thankful to receive forgiveness, so we need to be willing to give forgiveness. That's a completely other message that was last week in this series. If you weren't here last week, I encourage you to hear a powerful message. Just go to the podcast and listen to David's teaching last week on forgiveness. I mean, that is a key for influence. If you can't forgive, you can't influence. If my parents would have been unable to forgive that family that started their own business, that took many of our customers, they, it, would, it, would have, it would have probably imploded our own business, but they were able to just forgive and, and move on. Forgiveness is not saying what that happened was right. It is not approving of what happened. It is just releasing them of, of what took place, and, and it frees us up. So we've got to focus on the positive. So many of us are easy to be critical, and it's easy for us to be judgmental. That, my, my personality can kind of lean that direction, where I can be critical and, and judgmental. We had a, a driver in our towing business that I, I was in my early 20s. I was, I was starting to really learn the business, really pay attention to other employees and, and who, who was making us money and who was costing us money, and I was, I was letting my dad have an earful. I was, just, I was just tired. This one driver I mean, he was hard on our equipment, and I, and I just didn't want him around. So I came up with every negative thing I could come up with. My, my dad and I had had lunch. We're driving back to our shop on Highway 24 in Colorado Springs, headed toward Powers. You guys know where that is. And, and uh, I'll never forget this. I mean, this is a long time ago, over 20 years ago, and I'm letting him have it. I'm just telling my dad, get rid of him for this, 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 this. I mean, he's no good, mama. And, and my dad, who says very little ever, and uh, uh he just, he just kind of looked at me and sternly said, if you can't focus on the positive, you're never going to make it. Not in business, not in life. And I'm like, <laughs> I just shrunk up in my seat. And I've never forgot that because he was right. Like I was looking at it all wrong. That driver stayed with us for years and years and years in a business with a lot of turnover. 
that driver probably made our company a lot of money over those years, and he made himself a lot of money, and, and he was a great employee, but I was only looking at the negative. I was completely wrong. My dad was completely right, which never happens with 20-year-olds. I, don't, I, don't, I, I was so confused by that, but I'm thankful that my dad set that example for me. Supernatural influence forgives the negative and focuses on the positive. The third thing we need to do is focus on their potential. Potential is hard because it's invisible. It's not there yet. So we have to be able to, to have eyes like God has when we see people and see that there is some potential there. And, and, and sometimes the people with the most problems have the most potential. So we're seeing all this negative, and yet we're, we're, we're so focused on the negative, we can't see the potential there, and it's, and it's so powerful to know that. 1 Peter 4.10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. He said each of you. That means the person that is creating problems in your life, the person that frustrates you or disappoints you, actually has been given gifts from God, a great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them. Why do we need gifts? Why do we need those? It's because we need to use them well to serve one another. So every person, even the person that you think is good for nothing, there is something supernatural inside of them, a gift placed inside of them that they can do something great for God. One of those people that caused problems in my life was a student. We have a, a ministry school at Highlands called Highlands College. It actually started in my basement in 2001 and started with 17 students and has now grown close to 1,000 students. And, and uh, some of our graduates are here on the team uh, serving and leading Isaiah and Matthew and, and Josh, and I'm so proud of them. But one of those, in the early years, there was a young man named Justin that came through our, our ministry school, and this guy drove me nuts, rubbed me the wrong way every single day, frustrated me, but he was such a leader. And I started to realize the reason that there was so much conflict between the two of us is because of, of, of some of the God-given strength in him of course, he needed some, some, some honing and some refining and some coaching and some training. But honestly, there were two different times where, where he was really going to be dismissed from our school because there was so much conflict. It was, it was detrimental to the other students. And yet, deep down inside, I could see the potential. I could, actu actu I could actually see my senior pastor, Chris Hodges, in this young man named Justin. And so I would... I would, I would tolerate and I would forgive and I'd work on it and, and I'd, I'd, I'd coach him and I'm, I'm so thankful that I did and I don't take credit for this at all because I was just one and in, in, in many in the part of the, that process but, but almost 10 years later he planted an ark church I wish I knew the number uh, in Orlando about uh, two years ago now they have two campuses and almost 2,000 people and so I don't take the credit for that. I mean, it, it was God that was doing that. But what would have happened if I would have just focused on the negative? What would have happened if I would have just said, you know what, enough with this guy. I'm going to focus on these other ones that aren't causing all these problems. We've got to look for that potential and believe in the potential of the people around us. I'm sure I caused my dad a lot of grief. I'm sure I caused some problems in our business as I was uh, growing up in that business. And I'm thankful that he focused on my potential. I'm thankful uh, that it was, it was so uh, uh, far beyond what I could even see. So your influence grows when you see in others what they cannot see in themselves. And that's something that we have to work for. It doesn't come naturally. Number four, focus on their purpose. On their purpose. 
So each person is given gifts, but, but each person has a purpose. You weren't born, and then God's like, hmm, I'm gonna, I wonder what I'm going to do with Renata. Hmm, I wonder, I wonder what I'm going to do with Dan or Amy. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, no, you were born with the purpose. He knew what he needed you to do before you were formed in your mother's womb. That's the kind of purpose our God has, not just in you, but in everybody. Ephesians 2.10, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do what? The good things that he planned for us long ago. So he has a plan for us to do great things. You are in a church that believes in your potential and believes in your purpose. Radiant is a place that wants you to discover that purpose. And how do we do that? Like some of us, like there's been a study done, I think Barna did it, that 80% of Christians have no idea what their purpose is. They don't even know why God created them. They don't even know why they're on planet Earth. But God has a specific purpose for every single one of us, and you're in a church that has a process to help you discover that purpose. We call it next steps. So today is step four of that process, so it's kind of the end of the process. But next week, you can jump in. If you haven't been to next steps, I'm just telling you, Get into next steps because it's not about the church. It's actually about you and what God placed in you and you discovering your purpose and your potential so that you have a place so that you can actually live that out within the kingdom of God through the local church because we believe so much in that for you. And really, you will never be fulfilled until you're walking out God's purpose for your life. And it's already inside of you. It's already there, and so many times it just needs to be uncovered. It just needs to be discovered, like what's in there and how does it work? Because most of us think, I can't make a difference. Most of us think, well, I'm, I, I'm loving this church, but I don't, I, you know, they got everything handled. Like it, it, it's doing just fine without me. Yeah, but it would do so much better with you. The body only gets stronger when more of us get to be a part of it. And so we want to help you with discovering uh, that purpose and, and really, uh, my, my dad, I'm so thankful for this. He focused on my purpose, not my performance. Because I messed up a whole lot of times. So here's Lane, the same guy that's saying, you need to fire this guy, fire this guy, fire this. And, and then one day, I'm driving my dad's truck, like the boss's truck. So it's the newest, it's the nicest. And I'm, 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 I'm thinking I'm pretty cool, uh, definitely overconfident. I just finished a call, it's a beautiful Colorado day. Got my hand on the wheel of this cool truck, and I'm just driving, thinking how cool I am, and don't realize that the station wagon in front of me is actually sitting still. And so I drive my dad's really nice, brand-new tow truck into the back of a station wagon, and I'm going 55 miles an hour. Like, it was bad. That is not a good day at Randy's High Country Towing. <laughs> like, and so, I, so instantly I'm thinking... Forget about me telling you to fire drivers. Like, Dad, don't, don't focus on my performance. Focus on my potential. Like, like, please, please look for the positive. Don't look at the negative. Like, remember, remember the driver I wanted you to fire because he cost so much money? Let's not think about I just cost a lot more money than that. Let's focus on the positive. See, I wanted him to, I wanted him. Now, all of a sudden, I need to be on the receiving end, right? And so I'm thankful that I, I had a dad, and I even have a pastor, Chris Hodges, at Church of the Highlands. I'm, my performance is not always perfect, so I'm thankful that he continues to focus on, on my purpose. 
and, and what, what that's there for. My, my daughter Ashlyn is here on the front row. Of course, a dad, a loving, good dad, believes in the purpose of their children. She is a woman of God. She is called of God. She is going to be a world changer. And I have to stay focused on that when her room looks like a zoo dumpster. Like, I mean, it's just bad. Like, you guys thought zoo was bad. No, it's the dumpster at the zoo. Like, I love you, baby. I believe in your purpose. But please clean your room when we get home tonight. All right? Please. <laughs> She's like, it's clean. I'm like, your definition of clean and my definition of clean are two completely different things. But you see, a loving father focuses on the purpose, not the performance. I'm thankful my dad was that way. I'm thankful my pastor is that way. And we need to be that way. Supernatural influence is focused on their purpose, not their performance. Lastly, we've got to focus on the process. It doesn't happen overnight. I wish I could tell you that next steps, you go, you go through next steps and you finish up step four like many of you will be doing today and then everything is perfect. I, I got my purpose, my, my potential has been discovered. Here we go. But no, it, it, is a per, it, it is a process. It is a journey. Justin Daly, the pain in my side, the thorn in my flesh, he didn't just turn into some great pastor in one semester of Highlands College. It wasn't four semesters of Highlands College. It was his first years in ministry as well. And, and his second years of ministry and third and fourth years that developed him by the time he was 32 years old, he was able to plant a life-giving, awesome church. And he's still in process. And he would tell you that, that he's still in process. His wife, Stephanie, would really tell you that he's still in process. But if we're going to have influence, we're going to believe in that process. And we're going to be faithful to the process. And we're going to continue to believe the best, even after the worst. And stand by people. And not put the walls up. And not try to protect. But, but know that in due time, with due process, God will do a great thing, a, a great miracle. Luke 6, 38. This is the last scripture I'll give you today. Give and you will receive. Wait a minute, I thought we've been talking about relationships. Isn't that a money verse? Many of you, if you've ever been in church for very long, if you grew up in church, you've heard Luke chapter 6, verse 38, many, many times, and it's always been before the offering. But that is a principle that does apply to the offering. Yes, give and you will receive. It's called reaping and sowing. But if you read it, throughout the whole chapter, if you read the context of what Luke is writing, what he is talking about is relationships. Not money, relationships. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more relationships, for more good things, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give relationally will determine the amount that you get back so powerful that those verses absolutely apply to giving because of the principle but they are written for relationships and that's how we need to look at our relationships how much am I investing the best way to love someone is to help them become the best version of themselves that's my job as a parent is to help Ashlyn become the best version of Ashlyn she can be that's what influence is that's what we do I want to end with a story that actually affects you. But it's about a person that you, you've never heard of. You don't even know who he is. You wouldn't even recognize his name. His name's Billy Hornsby. 
He's actually my pastor's father-in-law. We called him Brother Billy. Brother Billy, 17 years ago, started talking with my pastor, Chris Hodges, about a dream to plant churches, life-giving churches in America that would stay alive, that would succeed, that would change our nation. And Pastor Chris wanted to plant one of those churches and they came up with a plan. It's called the ARC, the Association of Related Churches. Your church plant 600, so this affects you. And so we planted Highlands in 2001 and, and Billy formed the ARC, the Association of Related Churches, and created a system that was beautiful that, that once we planted churches, those churches would then give back to the ARC to plant more churches. And those churches that we plant give 10% of everything that they bring into mission. So when we invested in Radiant Church, when Highlands gave toward the ARC and the ARC gave toward Radiant, Radiant gives back to the ARC and Radiant gives to missions. So what we gave to you has now been given globally. And it reciprocates and it exponentially grows because now there are 600 churches doing the same thing. It's an absolutely beautiful thing. And Billy Hornsby was the founder. And so we're here today really because of him and, and the ark. Obviously, God is doing a, a much bigger work than him. But five or six years ago, he was losing a battle against cancer. And he was in UAB Hospital in Birmingham in, in really his last days. And, and word spread throughout the ark. And and he had been a missionary to Europe for many, many years. And so he had influence in Europe and actually all over the world. And pastors began to fly into Birmingham from all over the world. And they'd show up at the hospital. And at times there'd be a line out the door at UAB uh, of his hospital room as they would wait to come in and, and just tell Billy how much they loved him and how much they appreciated him influencing their life. And I was in that hospital room with about 12 pastors one day. And one of the pastors, his name is Matt. He, he uh, leads an ark church in South Florida. And, and Matt was sitting by the bedside of Brother Billy. And he said, Brother Billy, could you tell me what your greatest accomplishment in life is? And his answer in one sentence is the summary of this message. His answer is true supernatural influence. His answer is exactly what each one of us can actually do and live out starting today. It's not something that takes an apostle to do. Just Brother Billy responded, and he kind of laughed when he said, Matt, my greatest accomplishments in life are all somebody else's. Let that sink in for a second. See, his greatest accomplishment was investing in Church of the Highlands 16 years ago in New Life Church that same weekend in Conway, Arkansas. So many other church planters, even other stories outside of planting churches. He, 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 just, he just lit up. Oh, I, I, just, I remember when my daughter did this. and That was a great success moment, but it was in his daughter, and it wasn't his. And How awesome would our lives be, and how much influence would we have if we lived with that motivation, that we would live like Billy did, live for the success of someone else. And how, how full his heart was in his last days to have so many people thanking him for his influence. And he's a no-name. He's not famous. But he influenced the world by living for the success of others. God has that for you. You can have supernatural influence. Would you bow your heads? Close your eyes all over the room.
I just want to pray for you. Bless you. God, I just pray that each person here would realize that they can have supernatural influence. God, I pray that, that in the midst of all of our people problems, God, that you would help them be influencers, to forgive, not put up walls, to focus on the positive, not try to protect, to believe in purpose, and not try to guard. But God, that they would have supernatural influence in every relationship, that they'd be full of forgiveness every single day. God, that you'd use them to help others succeed. I pray that over them in Jesus' name. If you would keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I want to just challenge you to make sure that you know the only way you can have supernatural influence is if you have relationship with Jesus. A true life-giving relationship where you have surrendered your life to Him and, and you know Him personally. Many of us call ourselves Christians, but we really don't have a relationship. Some of us even go to church and we throw a prayer up here and there, but, but it's really not personal. It's not a relationship. Some of you had a relationship with Jesus. You were close. You were best friends, but, but you somehow in your heart moved away and pushed back and pushed him out. And you know that relationship is not right at this moment. So whether you need that relationship for the first time or you need to make that relationship right again, I want to lead you in a simple prayer that will change everything because you cannot have supernatural influence if you do not have a relationship with Jesus. So if you'd say, Lane, that's me. I want to get right with God today. I want to have a personal relationship with Jesus today. You can just pray this right where you are. Just say, Jesus, I surrender everything to you. I give you my heart give you my life I accept what you did on the cross when you died and paid for my sins I ask you to forgive me for living life without you come live inside of me through your Holy Spirit and make me a new person thank you for loving me before I ever loved you Thank you for a new life in you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. Let's give God praise for his word and for changed lives today. Thanks again for listening. To learn more and to join our Radiant family, check us out on social media and online at RadiantChurchKC.com.